Hey, best friends. Thank you so much for chiming in to another episode of Ink Dries Podcast. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. And you're listening to the station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. If you haven't had an opportunity to donate to our podcast station, make sure that you donate today. Help keep our podcast growing and glowing If you haven't had a chance to tell your friends about Ink Draws Podcast, the number one writing podcast station, make sure that you tell them to chime in on their favorite network. Best friends, I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this. This is my piece of inspiration this week. I need to tell you this, best friends. Don't look back, okay? If I wasn't on the air, I literally would have clapped this. Don't look back. Let me just say this. Don't look back at your past mistakes. Don't look back at your ex-boyfriends. Don't look back at your ex-girlfriends. Don't look back. Don't look back at the people that stopped calling and checking on you. Don't look back. Like seriously, don't look back. The only way you need to look back in your past, honey, is to be able to pick up a pen and write your next book about your past life, okay? That's what you need to do. If you're ever going to look back at something that happened over your life, you need to be looking at it from a strategizing position to write your next book. Other than that, forget about it. Look to the future and not your past. Don't look back, okay? (laughs) Don't look back, don't look back. Best friends, did I thank you for being here today? Well, let me do it right now. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Ink Draws Podcast, the station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. Make sure that you have your pens and paper ready and get you a glass of tea. And let's get going after our sponsor's brief commercial. Hey, book lovers, are you ready to get your read on? Get your read on. Get your read on. (laughs) I don't know why I had to say that. That was so corny. So it is time for our book of the month. You ready? Get your pens ready. You got to jot this book title down. So I have to tell you just a little bit about Sherry D. Henderson. Um, She's here in Colorado. Can you imagine that? Sherry D. Henderson, right here in Colorado, has a book coming out soon and very soon. You have to get this book. It's called Black Magnolia, The Unequivocal Southern Belle. You have to get this book. Go pre-order it right now. Go pre-order it right now. Thank you so much, Sherry, for partnering with us and being 
our book of the month. Go order it. Welcome back to another episode of Ink Drives Podcast. And I'm your host, Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach. And you're listening to the station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. Ooh, I love saying that. So y'all know what time it is, right? Can I just tell you that before I share a piece of my writing, I just have to share with you guys that I have been missing my mama. I have been missing my mom. I've been missing my mom. And so before my mother passed away, um, she had an opportunity to listen to our story together. She came here um, for our Women Are Roses uh, event here in Colorado. And we had an opportunity for her to read this story. So I'm just going to share a little piece of the writing um, that we wrote in 2000, I wrote for her in 2017. I remember as a child, I didn't learn to read. I learned to memorize things. Sister Trimble of our church wanted me to give the welcome to the visiting church. It seems easy enough. Mom and I practiced the speech forever. Giving the welcome, welcome was a big deal for our church because one, they were normally done by adults, and two, welcomes were done in front of other visiting churches. This particular year, I would be given the welcome speech in front of two churches instead of one. Sister Trimble gave me this speech on Saturday for me to learn for the next day. Mom kept me from going outside and made me devote all of my spare time to learning this speech. At first, it didn't seem too hard. Here's the welcome speech. You're welcome once, you're welcome twice, you're welcome, welcome, welcome. Sunday evening came and somewhere between Sunday morning service, Sunday dinner, and evening service, I fell asleep. A church member woke me up to go to the front of the church for my welcome speech to the visiting church. And that's when all hell broke loose. As I slowly walked up to the front of the church, I heard people say, Ooh, she's so cute. And others said, Oh, that's Evelyn's child. I eagerly yanked the mic from Sister Trimble and said, you welcome once, you welcome twice, you welcome, 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 hell. <laughs> and I threw the microphone down and before I could get my next breath, my dad snatched me to the back of the church and gave me a spanking with his leather belt. I'm going to go ahead and stop there. Oh my goodness. The memories. Why was I so bad? Why was I so bad? I was active. I wasn't bad. I was active. But when I tell you that story always, I can't even believe that I published that. But just to know those memories. Um, yeah, I was that bad in church. At any rate, 
Stay tuned to our topic. Our topic today is what have you done for me lately? And y'all don't worry. I know that a lot of you are like, oh my God, she's going to sing it. I'm not going to sing it. I'm, that is my promise to you guys. I love Janet Jackson, but this ain't about her today. This is about you and me. So I'm not going to sing what have you done for me lately. I'm not going to sing what have you done for me lately. And, and I'm saying it so I will know not to sing it. Coming back soon. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. So let's talk about the last episode of season one. Can we do that? And the episode was about what happens if. This episode, let me just tell you, first of all, I done this episode when I was like six, six. Can I, can I get a hand clap for that? Can you guys clap for that? I was so sick during this particular episode. But one of the things that I realized with this particular episode, this episode was pretty much about what happens if, what happens when, um, what happens when you get sick, what happens when people pass away, what happens when things happen in your life that you're not expecting, what happened, what do you do? Because no one ever plans for the inevitable. Let's just put that part out there. And so during this episode, I know it was in the last season, season one, but make sure that you go back and check this episode out. What happens when? Okay. If you haven't had a chance to listen to all the episodes of season one, baby, go all the way back. Can y'all do that? Go all the way back. Go all the way back and check out um, our latest episodes. So let's dive into the topic. Okay. Let's do that. Today's episode is What Have You Done for Me Lately? What have you done for me lately? And can I tell you all, before I get into the topic of the day, I am graduating. Yay! I'm graduating. Um, for those of you that didn't know, I've been doing this podcast, working with clients to finish up books, um, and also attending a 14-week boot camp right here in Colorado. Um, and it's been a business boot camp. We'll talk about it more on the future episodes because I want you guys to know about these programs. I know that this program is only here in Colorado, but guess what? It is so many business entrepreneurship programs in your area. And so if entrepreneurship is your journey, you're wanting to be an entrepreneur, baby, start checking out these programs in your area. I was accepted into a 14-week program that was F-R-E-E. -E. Yes, honey, it was free 99, all right? So like I said, we'll talk about that more, but I just want to say that two weeks ago, honey, I finished this class. I finished this class and I just want to say something about that. You know, um, I, oh goodness, I finished the class two weeks ago, but I'm graduating at the beginning of 2023. What a way to, and y'all, I know that a lot of you are like, Lynette, didn't you graduate with something last year? <laughs> And you're absolutely right. Like last year on Martin Luther King's birthday, 
your girl was studying and getting her um, grief certification. So yes, you're absolutely right. But can I just tell you that one of the things that I vow to do in my business is to always perfect my business, perfect my craft, educate myself. And so every year, October, November, December, I've always been studying for something, okay? And I ain't bragging, but I just said, you know what? We have enough people in the world that's taking money for things that they're absolutely not capable of. And I just didn't want to be one of those people. And so, um, yes, I will be graduating at the beginning of 2023. I can't even say it, but I'm going to make it there, okay? So, Let's talk about that for a second, because one of the reasons I wanted to host this class, uh, this topic of what have you done for me lately? Because during the class, um, I, I started reading a lot like this class really pushed me. But let's talk about this, because I had a moment the last day of class. One of the instructors said, you know, what has this program done for you? And I know he's probably waiting for some type of cheesy answer. He's probably waiting for something to where they could just move on to the next person. Y'all, can I tell y'all that I literally broke down and started crying. I started crying when I thought about, you know, all the things that I had, you know, started doing during this this program. Okay. I started reading tons and tons of books. Okay. I was already, let's just put this out there. I was already reading a lot of self-published books, but when I started this program, I wanted to know more. I wanted to know more about business. I wanted to know more about making money like legally. Okay. I wanted to know what what it was like. And I started reading books and, you know, I wanted to know the mechanics behind different programs and different things. And I started reading a lot of books. And I do want to let you know that during um, the upcoming um, podcast, I will share a lot of the books that I read because I want to be able to share those with you. One of the reasons that I was like kind of hesitant because I am a self-publishing advocate. I advocate for self-published books, okay? And I didn't want to create a podcast where we're talking about people who have already made it, like they're making millions, not just off of their books, but off of other things as well. And so that's one of the reasons that I didn't want to do that. But let's let's talk about that for a second, because um, when he asked me, like, what have... What what did the program that I was in, what did it do for me? I broke down and started crying because the program didn't necessarily change me in the business sense. Yes, I learned a lot from a business perspective, but I think it changed me more so in a personal sense. I was no longer making excuses for my life. You know, for example, I could have easily said, you know, hey, my business suck, but not really holding myself accountable of why my business suck, right? Um, it, it was just a, a lot of personal things that I had to come into grips with. For example, I've always been this person like, Oh my goodness, you know, I need to lose weight. I need to eat right. I need to, you know, this is what we always do, right? We always like, oh, I need to lose weight, but we never want to go to the gym. I was always one of those people. And so when he asked 
that question, I think it was more of a trigger, like, oh my God, like, look at me out here just making like whole life decisions about me, about my life, about my business. Like I'm doing it. I'm not trying to do it. Like I'm literally doing it. So um, I'll tell you guys, because it's very interesting. Um, and this is the reason why I say, hey, if entrepreneurship is your journey, you want to learn about business, start looking for places in your area that offers these type of programs. Because I will say that this program offered a lot of support. And I got a lot of opportunities based on this program and some of the assignments. Um, I'll share some of the assignments with you. Some of the assignments was, you know, hey, go out and do four networkings. And I was like, oh, my God, we got to do networking because let's just be honest, guys. This program came at a time where, you know, we like I had just gotten stuck in a system of I have a business. I've learned how to finagle my business online. So why am I going outside in order to, you know, come in contact with COVID, uh, network with people that may not have boundaries because you know how people talk in your face, like all in your face. And then, you know, I was like networking. What is that like? Because when I left the whole networking scene, business scene, you know, people would just run up to you and throw you their business card and you end up throwing it away and they end up throwing your business cards away. And it was like, wow, I got to literally go to four different networkings, but I done it. Right. And I met some amazing people and that met, you know, that networking led to other networkings and that networking led to other networkings. One of the things that was like the biggest thing for me, um, because I was always a person <laughs> that was afraid of rejection. Um, I was always a person that didn't really want to hear a no. So I would avoid a no. Um, I didn't want to ask people for anything because I, I didn't want to hear their no. So I would always avoid the no. So one of my next assignments was, you know, go out and ask five things expecting a no <laughs> and, and see what happens. And so out of five things that I asked of different people, different people in different positions, I want to say two of them said no. And they weren't even really big things that I would care about, right? But I asked based on the assignment. I say all of that to say that um, this program that I was in um, changed my life for the better because it allowed me to, you know, get over the fear of hearing no, you know, that no is literally not right now, you know, and Every single assignment that they gave me linked me to some other opportunity and linked me to another opportunity. But one of the things that happened to me during this program is I literally joined a gym, honey. And let me just tell you, I am not the gym junkie type person. Um, I, I mean, during this program, and I'm not just bragging on them, but I'm just want to let you guys know how 14 weeks can really change your life. Um, I, I was, um, coupled with, um, what was it? Um, a money coach. And so the money coach was like, 
hey, you know, now you should be, you know, writing a list in the grocery store. And I know that some of you are going to cringe when I say this, but I had spent my whole life without making a grocery list. And I know a lot of you are cringing because I see you all the time in the grocery store with your little list. And I've always just wanted to run over you guys with a basket because I was like, writing a list is so pointless. Like, why are you walking around the store wasting so much time with a list? And now I'm one of those people that's walking around in the grocery store with one of those lists. One of the things that I realized is not making a list meant that I was going to go up and down every single aisle of the store, which literally took more time instead of just saying, you know what, here's my grocery list. This is what I need. And here we go. Then it was the point of, you know, starting to go to the gym. One of the ways that I committed myself to the gym is when people would say, hey, do you want to go hang out? Do you want to do this? I would always say, well, hey, do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to meet at the gym? You know, do you have a gym membership? Like literally, that's how that conversation would go. So that, you know, kind of forced me to stop eating um, you know, at restaurants so much, just hanging out at restaurants, but just, you know, now saying to my friends, Hey, come, let's go work out. Let's go and, you know, make something, do something productive. Not saying that going out to eat a couple of chicken wings every now and then is not productive, but it's just to say that, you know, just making life, the small life changes and small life decisions. And that's what I done for me. I actually joined the gym. Like literally I'm a gym member. So different for me. Oh my goodness. Um, so here's the question for you. What have you done for you lately? And the reason why I wanted to have that conversation is because sometimes we get caught up in what we can't do and what we don't like to do that we don't show up for ourselves. And now it's time to show up for you. I remember the fact of when I used to get my nails done, I was gung-ho about getting my nails done. I was like, ooh, I'm getting to get my nails done. But honey, when you tell me, hey, let's meet at the gym or whatever the case may be in the past, I wasn't with it, okay? Literally, I can remember right now, and I love her so much. God rest her soul. She's not dead, but she's no longer my friend. And we literally broke up as friends because um, she wanted me to work out and I didn't want to work out. And so we stopped talking to each other. We literally stopped calling each other because she wanted me to work out. She was a gym junkie. I wasn't there yet. Um, and, and literally I should pick up the phone and say, Hey, I work out now and hang up in her face. <laughs> That's so childish. But literally, I should call and say, hey, I work out now. That would be great. I'm sure she would appreciate that. But, you know, I didn't realize then, um, and I think it's a, a whole maturity level where, you know, some you realize that some people um, want you to do better and they see things in you that you really don't see. And so one of the things that I didn't see at that time, I didn't realize that I had some kind of undercover strength that, you know, I am capable of going to the gym, but literally I have been in a position to where you, you talk about going to the gym with me or me going to the gym. For me, I guess it was a trigger. It could have been to where, you know, you're saying, Hey, let's go to the gym. And I automatically, 
automatically assume that you were calling me fat or you were calling me overweight, you know? So I just want to say that sometimes, you know, it's just um, a maturity level at the time that she was saying to me, Hey, let's work out. Let's do this. I wasn't mature enough. Okay. And so when we stopped talking to each other, when we stopped calling each other, I allowed that because it's like, I don't want to hear her talk about, you know, working out with me. That's not my thing. That's not what I want to do. And so literally now fast forward, probably about 10 years later, I literally can go into the gym with or without friends. I don't need friends to go to the gym. It used to be where, you know, I would, I would set dates for people to go with me to the gym. And if they didn't show up, I was like, oh man, I can't go to the gym because, you know, they're chickening out on me or they can't go to the gym. Like that was my excuse, right? I don't have any more excuses. If I don't go to the gym, I'm not going because of me. You know, it's not because of anyone else. So the main thing is don't get caught up in what you can't do or don't like to do. It's time for us as people, as writers, in order for us to show up for ourselves, regardless, right? Um, And you can do this. You literally can do this. So what I want to do is I want to switch this topic, same topic, but I just want to switch it up a little bit. I want to switch it to my favorite topic. Can we talk about writing? Because that's what you came here for. You came here for writing. But you know how I'll get all on my tangent of, you know, because outside of writing, you guys are living everyday lives. So, yes, we can talk about writing for a whole 35 minutes or 40 minutes. But I want to be able to talk to you guys about real life situations in order for you to understand that you're not going through these situations by yourself. You know, I have to say this, you know, we live in such such a falsehood where people feel like they have to pretend. Um, And that's the one thing that, you know, when I broke down and I started crying, I just had to be real and be like, you know what, this, this program kept me, held me accountable. If I didn't leave this program successful, it's now because of me. It's not because of anybody in the program. It's not because of, you know, oh my goodness, they help one person more than they help you. Oh my goodness, they're giving more opportunities to one person more. No, none of that. If you spend 14 weeks doing anything and you don't come out a better person, that is on you. And that's what I learned in this program. This program made me hold myself accountable. And so, Y'all, it, it, it was really just mind-blowing. I know that we're going to talk about it in future episodes, just little by little. I don't want to bore you guys with my experience of my 14 weeks, but literally it held me accountable. And then it also allowed me to, you know, be that inspiration for other people, you know, and, and make them uh, hold themselves accountable because I didn't want to come out of this program successful by myself. So I, you know, spent time, Hey, let's do this. Hey, what's going on with you? What have you done for yourself? Where, what networkings have you gone to? Like literally I became the undercover in, uh, instructor. I wasn't an instructor, but literally, you know, I'm like, 
texting people saying, hey, get up, let's do something. Let's do this. Have you done this? Have you tried this? Um, because I just didn't want to go through this 14-week um, boot camp by myself and end up being successful by myself. I wanted to pull people with me. So let's switch this topic to writing. One of the things that I will say about this whole, what have you done for me lately? One of the things that I will say, it's time for you to start doing stuff for you. Start doing and thinking about you. Um, one of the things that I realized is if you want something really, really bad, you have to go out, out you have to go after it. Okay. I'm not saying that every writer want to be an author, but what is it that you want to do with your writing? You know, I am so tired of people that's been writing for years and years and years, and they have no purpose for your writing. Can I tell you that writing builds communities? And if your writing is not building a community, it's because you're putting you and your writing first instead of putting the community first. Okay. So if your ultimate goal is not to publish, start thinking about strategies of what you want to see with your writing. Is it open mic? Is it, you know, speaking in front of, you know, college students, in front of libraries, in front of, you know, office parties? Like, what is it that you want to do with your, your writing? Writing builds communities. Remember that. Writing builds community. And, and, I'll, I'll get back to this whole topic because, you know, I, I want people to understand that if your writing is not going anywhere and you're really trying to get your writing in front of places, take small baby steps. Think of things that you can do with your writing just free of charge. One, you can create a blog. You can create a, a podcast, right? You can do a YouTube. Like these are free things that you can do with your writing. And in order to get your writing in front of people, in order to create a community with your writing. Remember that writing is not to be secret. You know, the only way it's supposed to be secret, uh, a secret is if you're doing like a diary. Of course, I don't want to hear your diary. I don't read, want to read your diary, right? Um, but the ultimate thing is when you're writing, it, it your writing should impact someone, even if it's just to impact you as you're writing it. And as like, literally, as you write your story, start thinking about who else can use this information that you're writing the worst thing that you can ever do with your writing. And trust me, I'm one of those people. I have journals everywhere and they're full of writing and that's going to change. But I've done that. I've, I've written and written and written and wrote and wrote and wrote. And I'm like, okay, what now? Where do we take this? Where, where does this writing journey go? Do I just go every year and get a new journal and keep writing? Like, please y'all, we can't die with this writing in front of us. Like we can't die with this writing inside of us. We have to create a plan and a strategy to put our writing in front of other people in order to build a community. So do y'all want these tips or not? Nah? <laughs> 
I don't know why I started doing that. It's so ugly. It's getting on my own nerves. Okay. So tips of the day, writers and authors. One reason that so many self-published authors struggle with selling their books is because they don't know their writing and where their writing and their topic belongs. One of the things that I learned in the 14-week boot camp that I was in is how to research me and my business and what I do. Writing and selling a book is hard, honey. It is very hard. But self-publishing, writing a book, writing and selling a book is hard, but self-publishing a book is even harder. And so if you don't have a plan of action, if you don't have a selling strategy, it is super hard to sell your book. The one thing that I want you guys to start doing, if I can offer any piece of a suggestion, is find out where you and your book belongs in this book industry. If you learn where you should be in within the industry, then you will sell your books. While you're on this journey of self-publishing, One, I want you to know, don't give up. Don't stop putting your information out there to the world, but just make sure that where you're putting your information is warranted, where you're putting your information, it's needed. The one thing that we forget about our self-published books is people need those self-published books. And the only reason that you don't know that and the only reason that you're doubting yourself is because you don't know who needs your book. And once you find that out, your books are going to sell, baby. They're going to sell. Trust me, they're going to sell. But as long as you keep self-doubting yourself, oh, you know, this is one of the reasons that a lot of people don't write their books because they're like, well, the book market is oversaturated. What? What do you mean oversaturated? We've been going to the library for years. What do you mean the book industry is oversaturated? It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be an oversaturated market. It's supposed to be. But the difference between what's already out there and what you got going on is the fact that the same way those other books are out there, people go and they read those books. They'll also read your book. The only reason your book is not selling because people don't understand the need. A lot of times when we um, self-published our books, if I could just give you an example, when we self-published our books, the first thing we do, we go to Facebook and we put in, excuse me, Meta, excuse me. Um, we go to Meta and we immediately say, you know what? I've put the information out about my book and no one's biting. So now I have to, um, figure out how to sell my book. And so the first thing you do is you go to Meta and you put in ads. But the reason why that doesn't work, baby, is because you haven't figured out who your audience is. And until you figure out who your audience is, selling your book is going to be so hard. It's going to be hard. 
The second thing that I've seen is where so many authors, when you ask them, hey, you know, what is your book about? They can't even tell you um, what the book is about. You ask them what the book is about, they're giving you the title. Not the title, baby. What is your book about? Like, what did you write about in the book? Like, what's the main topic of the book? And a lot of authors, self-published authors especially, they don't know that. The other thing you say, well, you know, who's your audience? Everybody. Everybody is not your audience. You know, and one of the things that I will never, ever, ever, ever forget, you know, is when I went to a marketing coach one time, I went to one of her classes and they she said, if you're marketing to everyone, you're selling to no one. And at that particular time, let me just be honest, she pissed me off. Okay. She literally upset me because I'm like, I dare her tell me that if I'm marketing to everyone, I'm selling to no one. But on that way, on that drive home, I realized that that young baby was right, okay? I drove home and I was thinking about what she said over and over and over again. And then I realized, you know what? She's right. It's nothing hitting my bank account. I'm not selling anything, you know? And it takes that cold, hard truth to let you know that you're not selling anything. And you're not selling because you're trying to sell to everyone. Now, the reason why selling to everyone works for big companies, large corporations, Walmarts, you know, yes, Walmart wants everybody. That's why they sell everything, right? Because they want everybody. But the reason why it works for him, them, because they have the dollars for everybody. You know what I'm saying? They have the marketing dollars for everybody. We don't have marketing dollars for everybody. So this is the reason why we have to realize early on, who are we marketing our books to? Who's it for? Just focus on them and keep it moving, making sure that you're putting the right information in front of the right people. The other thing is make sure that you're telling a story. Take yourself away from the book for a moment and tell a story. Do you know that in the month of October, if I could be honest, remember I was still in this boot camp at the time. Um, I sold more books during the month of October because I was telling a story. I wasn't just saying, hey, here's my new book of letters to mom. And, you know, here it is. And it's it's this amount of money and buy it for me. Right. Because we always say when we are being sold to, oh, my God, I don't like pushy salesmen. And then we turn around and we become those pushy salesmen. Right. And so one of the things that I learned is people buy stories. What is the story that's in your book? What is the story that's important for your audience? And once you learn that, you're golden. Your book is going to sell. In the process of why you're while you're trying to sell it, don't give up. 
Don't give up just because you have a certain amount of people that you have in mind that should support you. I mean, I know as some self-published authors, sometimes we get very, very, like very childish. We're like, man, I bought this person book. They should be buying my book. Like, don't focus on that. Focus on your real audience. And when people don't buy your book, if you're in the right audience and people don't buy your book, it's their loss. It's not yours. It's their loss because you have gold. You have valuable information that they've chosen not to buy. I love you guys. Honey child, look like we made it to another episode of Ink Drives Podcast. I just want to thank you so much for just being here with me. Your support and your love of this particular station means everything to me. And just to remind you, I am Lynette Kincaid, the writing coach, and you're listening to the podcast station that helps you to write your story one episode at a time. Now, let me just remind you also that you're listening to the number one writing station. So make sure that you tell your friends about us. And if you haven't had an opportunity to donate yet, make sure that you donate in order to help us to continue to grow and glow. Also, you're personally invited to the two-day writing conference right with us here in Denver, Colorado. Go to iwriteconference.com, iwriteconference.com, and grab your ticket. You don't want to miss this event, March 3rd and March 4th of 2023. Make sure that you meet us in Denver, Colorado.